this came see the wine skin has to be empty and um, before God will pour into into us that's our life or spirit so you want God to use you ask God to empty you first okay it takes it takes a longer time to be empty trust me to get rid of all of these stuff all of these tradition you'll see you'll see you'll see Mama and Daddy's tradition, where you came from, what you used to do, you'll see how hard it is to go. You got to go through that ritual. You got to go through that. You can't let it go. You can't let it go. And that cannot be in the kingdom. See, you, that cannot be in the kingdom. You got to let, in other words, you got to empty out everything and come to Jesus just as you are. Empty. Amen? Yeah. Come and uh, he, will, he will empty you out. And uh, he will... Um, he will bless you and God will teach you teach you his ways God will God will sustain you God will be with you God will bless you so we we thank God for what he's doing here and you might not see what God is doing but you have to open your eyes and God is not just I was telling the brother you think that God is just going to use just young men he says I'll pour my spirit out upon your sons and your daughters we forgot that. That's what the Bible said. I will pour out my spirit upon your sons and your daughters and maids and, and all of that. So we don't know what God's doing. God's going to pour out his spirit upon uh, people that you don't even know he's going to do that. Uh, people that you write off and people that you don't even think and simple people, but they're hungry for God. So... Um, uh, we are in for a big surprise what God is going to do. And some of the ones that we think God's going to use, no, God's not going to use them because uh, we have too many things in our lives. I mean, we're packed up with all kind of ideas, traditions, and we won't give it up and we say that's God. Images that we have in our mind. and our, You know all those images, what we learn, somebody gave it to us, Maybe in school or in a book, I don't know where we get these things from. About God. Ideas about God. That's not even right. So, God must first empty. And I was listening to Sister Marina as she was bringing out from the teaching, the lessons. And you know, you stand there and it's a lot of work standing here, a lot of studying. And uh, you're explaining the scriptures because you cannot rush the scriptures. You go to a church that the pastor never go through the Bible. He give a few verses and he drump and he shout. And he take a scripture and a scripture and a scripture and a scripture there. That's not teaching. That's not teaching. You've got to have line upon line. Precepts upon precepts. Here a little. And there a little of the same thing when you're talking about it. See, I, I, I was kind of tempted to go to Elisha with the woman. But no, I'm teaching Elijah. So I don't want to jump over there yet. We'll get to there. But you know, you, I'd like to get there and many other things I'd like to just move on. But then when I get back to Elijah, it would be, I would have missed. So we want to ask God to, to bless us. But this morning I've been truly blessed when, when uh, Sister Rosie, Marina, um, Obidiah, Joy, and all of these got up and just brought the house down. Wasn't it good? And God is so good. So we want to ask God's blessing upon his word. And for a little while I want to get back into the word of God. Um, 
we stopped, I think, Wednesday night in 1 Kings. Remember? In 1 Kings chapter 19, I think it was, that uh, we, we stopped, if you will help me, to, um, to get there to these scriptures. And I want to do a little bit uh, right here before the service come to a close in first king because this is a wonderful uh, wonderful um, scripture this is a wonderful scripture but um, is it uh, chapter uh, 19 that that we stop where did we stop uh, where um, okay Elijah okay let's go to where Elijah uh, came out of the um, cave uh, chapter 19, where um, somebody ought to know that. Chapter chapter 21. Okay. Oh, we, yes, but I want to go back to the cave. Okay, get me to that. Chapter 19, verse, verse 13 and verse 14. I want to get back to the cave. Um... When um, when Elijah he, he heard the um, yes I want to get to that verse nine of chapter chapter what nineteen okay yes all right where 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 he he, he heard the um, verse twelve in chapter nineteen verse uh, twelve. Okay, let me go up um, about the yes, um, the wind. Okay, go to verse nine. And he came, and he came thither unto a cave. That's Elijah. Follow me now. This is a beautiful lesson here. And lodge there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. The what? Don't move. Unless the word of God comes to you. You remember that? Not just because somebody say. Our problem is somebody get up and say something and remove it. Do not move. Do not act. Do not run to the mission field. Okay? Unless you've got the witness of the word of God in you. If God is giving you something and sending you somewhere, he will talk and he will speak clearly. Don't move because somebody come up and lay hands on you and give you a word and tell you that it's time for you to go out in full-time ministry or you to go here. You might be greatly deceived. So you need to try the spirits. So the word of the Lord came thither on and he came am I, am I that right verse? Right? And he came thither onto a cave and lodged there. Yeah, he didn't have anywhere else to go. He's running away from Jezebel. Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you by tomorrow this time. And what does Elijah do? He got out of town. He ran as fast as he could. And then he went, uh, I don't even know where he was going. So, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And, and, and that means wherever you go, whither shall I flee from his presence? Anywhere you go, the word of God is there. Somebody said, if I... I'm just so tired of Merced because if I was um, in L.A., I would have the word of God. Who told you that? Huh? Where can you flee from his presence? 
Wherever you are, God will find you. And so the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here? Elijah, verse 10. And he said, Elijah said, I have been very, let's read, very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant. You know, he's talking like as if God doesn't know. And we go to God and we talk and we, as if God doesn't know. You cannot uh, surprise God. He knows all things. So Elijah was saying that uh, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant. Thrown down thine altar and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. That was a sad condition, wasn't it? After all the miracles he saw in Mount Carmel. And uh, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. Then he prayed again after three and a half years that it would rain. And God answered him. The fire came down, and now he's having a pity party. We do that, don't we? Verse 11. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great, follow this now. And a great and strong wind rent the mountain. And breaking pieces the rocks before the Lord. And everybody said, My God, what a revival. Something going on. I mean, the power of God. If you know, you see that? You can't move by always by the supernatural if you want to put it that way. See, you have to know. That's why my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. We've got to know the Lord. And uh the wind came, tremendous wind. Broke the uh, a strong wind, broke the mountains, shook the mountains, breaking pieces the rocks before the Lord. But notice there it says, "But the Lord, follow me." But the Lord was not in that testimony. You didn't hear what I said. But the Lord was not in that song. But the Lord was not in that message. But the Lord was not in the thing that you did. You did it without God. You planned it without God. You're not listening, are you? But the Lord was not in that. You check yourself now. You check yourself. When you're going to do something, find out if the Lord. It might look powerful and the feel of wind and excitement and all that. But was the Lord in that? You didn't say amen. Was the Lord in that? Would you like to do something without God? Or who would like to do things without God? You just do it. But check yourself. What I'm doing is that the Lord, the words that I'm saying, the testimony, the, the things that's in my spirit that I'd like to spit it out and tell everybody. Is that God telling me to do that? Or is it just me? Or it might sound powerful. And the wind begin to blow and people begin to knock over and shout and oh, get excited. But you ask yourself the question, was that God? Was the Lord in it. But he, he has to be in it. Because he was so strong. Well he was in the. Where we hear about the strong wind. But God was not in it. Was he say that? The rocks rent in pieces. And all of that. Was God was not in the wind. And uh, uh, oh, 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 hold your. Hold your fingers there. And 
Um, go to Isaiah, the uh, 32 chapter. Isaiah chapter, um, help me quickly. 32 and just a verse there. Um, yeah, let me, um, let me see if that's the one I want. Okay, verse 1. The older kings shall reign in righteousness and princes shall rule in judgment. And a man shall be as an hiding place from what? From the wind. See, so the voice of the Lord. Lord was there. And where was Elijah? Taking his shelter. He never moved for the wind. He never moved for the excitement and the breaking of the uh, rocks. Because God was his covert. God was his shelter. The Bible said a man shall be as an hiding place. Go, Let me go on. And a man... Shall be as an hiding place from the wind. And a covert from the tempest. And Marina said this morning. As rivers of water. In the dry place. The dry place is your life. It's you. You're dry. It's not out there. You're watering the, the lawn out there. It's talking about those grass. It's you. We're grass. We're, we're, um, we're placed upon the earth. And we need to be watered. Amen. And we need shelter. We need a covert. But he says that this man was a shadow. As the shadow of a great rock. Where? In a weary land. Did you know that this world is a weary land? I think what Joy was talking about. Sometimes you're tired in this. Right? This world. Uh, you're weary. But did you know there's a man called Jesus. Who's a covert. And a shelter from the storm. And when the strong wind blows. When uh, the enemy comes in like a flood. The spirit of the Lord. Lift up a standard. And in Revelations chapter 7. Give me Revelations chapter 7. And start at verse, um, at verse um, 1. Revelations chapter 7. And ver yeah, verse 1 if you. And if you have it, Revelation 7 and verse 1 says, And after these things, I saw four angels. Uh, uh, four, uh, and after standing at the four corners of the earth. Holding what? Somebody shout. Holding the four winds of the earth. Holding what? So we've got to be careful of what we move at. The winds that Elijah never moved. And remember now before he's coming. He's going to send Elijah. So we've got to understand and watch out for all the things. There's going to be mountains shaking. Rock breaking fire. And wind blowing down everything. But we've got to listen for the still small voice of the word of God. Not by might nor by power. Somebody shout. But by my spirit. Said the Lord of hosts. That's what we ought to look for. So here it tells us that, that uh, the four angels will be holding the four winds of the earth. That the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on the trees. Because God was not in the wind. God was not in that. But he goes on and he says, uh, saying, earth not the earth, neither the, verse 3, isn't it? Verse 2 said, and I saw another angel ascending. From the east. Having the seed of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice. 
to the four angels to whom it was given to earth the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till, till we have sealed. Are you listening? Till we have sealed the servants of our God in their forehead. What seal? That's the Holy Ghost. So there's going to be a tremendous Elijah's ministry. That's going to come. And that's going to turn the hearts of the children back to Papa. Back to their fathers. Back to the word of God. Father Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. The God of Israel. Do you not you understand that? The God that came out of Pentecost with that wind. That was not a strange wind. But that was a wind of the Holy Spirit when they were in the upper room. And they heard the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled all the places where they were. Now, uh, so, so we find out that the wind uh, blew, but Elijah would not move by that wind because God was not in the, God was not in the wind. Uh, back to uh, Kings, First Kings chapter 19 now. Uh, verse what, 10, 11, 10, and he's, uh, uh, 19 verse 10. And he said, I have been very jealous, uh, zealous for the Lord, God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, am left, uh, only am left, and they seek my life to take it. Verse 11. And he said, go forth, notice follow. And if God's going to change him of the guard, ministry is going to be a change. See, when, when the guard is to be changed, when it's a new move, a new ministry, God knows when. See, it's not by might nor by power. We don't change it. It's God that will give the revelation. Separate me, Saul and Barnabas. God called men and women to the ministry. And God knows the timing because we don't know the timing. We don't know. We might, we might be off. And uh, it says that uh, the Lord... Now he's getting ready to Elijah's ministry is coming to an end. But notice that his God is in charge. And behold, the Lord passed, passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. You, you have got to, it's a very technical time we're living in. Because can you imagine you seeing a, a earthquake, a shaking wind, and what are you going to do? You're going to get excited. But God was not in it. That's why you have to know the word of God. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, look, after the fire, all of that burning down, blowing down, blowing away, what happened? There was a still small voice. What, what voice was that? That's the word of God. And where do you hear that word? You're going to hear a voice behind you say, this is the way. Walk in it. You're going to hear the spirit is going to speak expressly. God is going is to give us a sure word of prophecy. That's why I'd like to tell the church, you need to stay in your Bible. Amen. You need to stay in the word of God. You need to read the word of God. You need to open up your Bible. Bring a Bible that you can turn and mark and and, and, and listen and follow. 
Okay, because this is a rebellious age that you're doing in. And we're looking for prophecies. You know what? Or we're looking for some man to come out there and rent the mountain. And cause an earthquake revival. And begin to blow the wind. You understand that? But all of that not going to bring anything. But it's the people that do know their God shall do, shall be great. They shall be strong and do exploits. It's the people that do know their God that will hear that small voice. Hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. Now you mark my word. And it's not going to go like we think it is. You know, we are all knowledgeable and we understand and it's going to go. That's not the way it's going to go. Mark my word. It's not going to go that way. See, it's going to go the word. By the word. Not by might. Sister Rosie was saying that it's not the breakthrough that we need today. It's not financial breakthrough. Where you get uh, a whole bunch of money. That doesn't. How close does that bring you to God? If you get a million dollars, you might not come to church anymore. Amen. See, money can deceive you. You see those hundred dollar bills and you get all excited. You remember that you don't remember that there's a God and you forget that that's paper you hold it. That's all it is. Those hundred dollar bills, that's just paper. When God returned, all that's burned up junk. See, that not one of those will be used in the kingdom. See, so um, that's why, let me put this in, that's why you give tithe and offering, you're blessed. When you hold back your tithe and your offering and you don't give tithe and offering, the work of God continues, but you're going to lose out down the road. That's, that's the word of God. So anyway, uh, after the earthquake of fire, but the Lord, you have to notice that God was not in the fire. And God was not in the, in the winds and so, but I still, small voice. And Sister Joy began to quote that that voice was from Genesis. Uh, Adam and Eve heard the voice. And thank God you and I heard the voice and she's uh, quoted from uh, Isaiah 40 with John the Baptist. He was the voice. Are you Elijah? They ask him in the New Testament. No. No. Well, well, who are you? I'm the voice of one crying in what the wilderness. Where is the wilderness? You and I. This is a wilderness right out here. It's not up there in the bush. It's you and I. People are uh, uh, cedars of Lebanon. Trees. And we are the people, the planting of the Lord. And trees of right, we become trees of righteousness. First, we were not trees of righteousness. But then God converts us and changes us. And we become trees of righteousness. Okay, so next verse. Um, next verse says, and, and it was so. When Elijah heard it, that he noticed, he wrapped his face in his mantle. And went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou? Next verse, Elijah. And he said, I have been very je jealous for the Lord. Verse 14. Uh, of, for the Lord of hosts, God of hosts. Because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, slain thy prophets, with the sword and I, even I only am left. And they seek my life. Verse 15. To take it away. And the Lord said unto him. Go. Return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest. Anoint Aziel. To be king. Over Syria. 
then Jehu, and we've had this now, we've had this. Nimsha, uh, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Saphat, of Abel Mehola, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy womb. So God's getting ready, handing over, getting ready, so the work of God will go on. Because it's a different move of God. Jehu and Aziel was going to destroy a lot of the rebels that have broken the covenant more than Elijah and Elisha ever did. And so uh, God was getting ready to do a new thing. And that's what he's doing right now. That's, that's what, uh, what Aziel don't get, Jehu will get it. And what Jehu doesn't get, there's going to be an Elisha ministry that's going to get it. God knows what he's doing. And he's not going. God is not going the way that we think he's going. That's not the way God's going. You watch and see. Uh, uh, some of my uh, fathers, when I, when I came to the, the, the ministry, they uh, uh, prophesied that God was going to return. Uh, the kingdom was coming in a few years. But it didn't come that way. And we, we were sold out on it. I I'm not knocking anything. Because I receive a lot of good things. But that's not the way God went. And we prophesied. That's not the way God's going. You've got to get back first to the word of God. Amen. We've got to rebuild the altars. I'm not talking about stone and brick altars. We've got to go back to the founding word of God. And build back upon the founding of what the apostles and prophets found. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. It's not some ideas that we come up with. You know, we come up with an idea. Let's do this. Let's have a meeting and we plan something. That, who says God is in that? So we need to get back to the word of God and begin to bend our knees before God and pray and seek God and ask for the old path uh, and the right way. Okay, so um, uh, the, this, um, this, this went on and God told him, and let me give you just down to verse, um, what, 17, 18. Let me go to verse 18. When Elijah was complaining that he was the only one left. But in verse 17, it came to pass that, uh, that him that escaped the sword of Aziel shall Jehu slay. And him that escaped from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. But look at verse 18. Yet I have left. Lord is powerful. You go to and thank God for Paul. Paul picks it up. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel. But Elijah, Elijah didn't know them. Who are they? My wife this morning said that there are people out there. Okay, you don't know. It's not over yet. Before it's over, John saw, we read it, Revelation 7. John saw a multitude that no one can number. Where did they come from? So you look around and say, oh, the church. Oh, you might not go to church. Or your nephew might not go to church. Or your neighbor might not go to church. But there's a multitude. That's going to serve God. Remember that now. You might hold back and you. But what are you going to do? How are you going to feel? When you stand there and you had your chance to serve God. And you fool around. You, uh, you act as if you're so important. And you're so dignified. And you refuse to break. You refuse to humble yourself. Under the mighty hand of God. You're, you're too big. This church. Oh we're so big. We're so, who told you that? I said who told you that? God knows how to knock us down on our feet and our face. And we worry about our personalities. Oh, I look. You know, we all stand before the mirror. And 
wife, how do I look? Do I look good? Is my tie on? Is that the right color? And we get all, you know, uh, stuck up and about ourselves. Who do we think we are? That's just clay. I just turn over, just a bread. But the God of heaven, that great and awesome God, that we refuse to give him praise. When we refuse to lift our hands up, refuse to praise him. And we stuck up and we can't even shake, uh, reach out and touch God and shake our hands a little bit. See, he's a great God. He's to be feared. He is to be feared. He's a awesome God. And he told uh, Elijah, I have 7,000 more hidden that you don't even know. Elijah, the great prophet, you don't even know. 7,000 more. And he said, I'm going to reveal a few of them to you. And I'm going to show you just a few of them. And God, uh, God put uh, Elijah to rest a little bit. And after that, you find out prophets like, was it Micaiah and some of these other prophets came on the scene that was hidden. There were some hidden ones. God didn't bring them all out. But God bring out one or two to show. That's all you need, one or two witnesses to show that God is moving. You want to know if God's moving in this church? You look at one or two people that move the power of God and the hand of God this morning. That's how you know. See, so God will bring them out. And God just touched them. And God said, you want to know what I'm doing? Touch one. And they get up there and begin to prophesy. See, like how Miriam danced on the shores of the Red Sea. God knows what he's doing. And the little girl that went down and told Naaman's wife or somebody said that uh, if uh, your husband or if Naaman was back there with the prophet Elisha, look how far that spread. He would be healed. What a word. She was in captivity. But she wasn't worrying about her makeup and how she looked, you know, and how her dress or her suit or whatever fit. But she loved God. She had a message. And she was a missionary down there. Taken captive, but she had a word. That's what we need to get back and get off that high horse and begin to look down to the word of God. And come on, somebody. And tell God I repent of my sins. So I'm stuck up and let me tell you something. We ought to be light. And we ought to be example. Not let the world, when I'm in church, I'm a Christian. And when I'm outside, I'm full of the devil. And everybody say amen. Amen. We, we, we are full of the devil when we let the world in our hearts. And we are not good representative of God. But let your light so shine before men. I, I mean shine every day. Not just part time light. See. But we ought, to, we ought to let people know what God is doing. You, I hope you are listening to what I am talking about to you. Because sometimes you turn off like it is not you. I am talking to you. Every one of you. That we need to let our light shine before God. And be a testimony. And a light. So people want to say are we Christians? And uh, we are not perfect. But we need to repent and get back to God. So how did I get there? No here. In verse um. But I want to show you this in verse 18. So you notice. These are important things. Yeah. Yet I have left me 7,000. And Romans what, 11. You can, you can put that there. 7,000. Uh, in Israel. Uh, in Israel. All the knees. Which have not bowed. Unto Baal. And every mouth. Which have not kissed him. Is that wonderful? That's good isn't it? You didn't bow. You didn't kiss. Uh, and, and so. Okay, Ver, uh, chapter where um, uh, Elijah right there uh, just disappeared for a while of the of the sea. Is it until verse chapter twenty one? We've had that. 
with Nabal's vineyard. Remember we had that too? Nabal's vineyard. Then in chapter 22, Micaiah's prophecy to Ahab and Ahab is going to die. Ahab got killed. Uh, verse uh, 20, uh, 17 to 21. Yes, Ahab is killed. I don't want to get there. And then his son, uh, Ahaziah, began to reign in verse 40. Uh, 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 after Ahab uh, uh, slept with his fathers, and Ahaziah, his son, reigned in his stead. Okay, and then this guy, now, whatever, going to the second, uh, and verse 51, Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel in Samaria, the 17th year of Jehoshaphat, king of um, Judah, and reigned two years over him, Israel. Two years, remember, short reign. And he did the, that which uh, he did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father. That's Ahab. And in the way of his mother. Who was his mother? Jezebel. Wasn't Jezebel his mother? He walked in their ways. What, what were their ways? What were their ways? She was the daughter of Ebel. She brought idolatry into Israel and then it spread over into Judah because she had a daughter by the name of Athaliah, wasn't it? And she married to Jehoshaphat's son. See, evil, mixing evil with good, you can mix up. You mix up with the world. So you have a little good and a little evil and it spread. Hebrew will go further and spread. So um, help me right here. So Ahaziah was, uh, was, um, was Jezebel's son. Took over the reign of Ahab. Then after him. No then. Then is, uh, uh, he had a sister. I think Ataliah. Jezebel's daughter. These are important. You don't know the Bible unless you know these scriptures. And I don't know, know, know the Old Testament. And uh, Ataliah uh, began to reign. After Jehoshaphat's son died, was killed, right? And she, um, uh, she decided to destroy, uh, that's Ataliah, all of the seed royal. You can read that. But here, that's the seed royal in the David's lineage in, in Judah. Um, verse, where am I? Verse. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the ways of his father, and in the way of his mother, and in the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, who made Israel, underline that, who made Israel to sin. So right after Solomon's reign, Rehoboam took over. And there was a man by the name of Jeroboam that became king. And he was bad, but his son Jeroboam, a dynasty, the second, was even worse. And he made uh, between himself and his father they made Israel to sin what did Jeroboam do he made two golden calves didn't he I uh, placed one in Bethel and where was the other one Samaria and all of Israel pretty well followed that and went astray My. so okay so you can read all of that I'm throwing that into the lesson because this is history Bible lesson that we need to know and in the way uh and, and, and so they walk, they walk in the way of Jezebel and in the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, next verse, who made Israel to sin. Is that it? For he served Baal 
Remember now, Baal. For he served Baal. That's who are we talking about right there? Isaiah. For he served Baal and worshipped him and provoked to anger the Lord God of Israel according to all that his father had done. That's bad. That's a bad way, isn't it? Are you listening now? So your kids, your children, what they're doing is important. Okay, so we need to make changes now. Second Kings chapter 1. And I want to finish this part here. But in 2 Kings, look at that. 2 Kings chapter 1. Will you help me? It's a lot of, it's a lot of reading. Then no, but you, I have to let you get the lesson. Are you listening? You have to get the lesson. Not, that's why I, you cannot pick a verse or just a verse out of these lessons. People don't understand. The priest's lips must keep knowledge. And the people hear the word at his mouth, his lips. So that's what I'm doing right here. Let me read uh, chapter 1. Verse 1 says, Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ai. If you, if, you, if you read a little back there, you'll see the history of Moab, the battles that they fought. Okay? Uh, and Ahaziah fell down through the lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria. That's the guy fell right down through there, whatever. I don't know what he was doing, how he slipped somebody, whatever, when he fell down. And, uh, and, and listen, it's not the fall that really killed him. It was because he went to serve idol and inquire uh, from um, um, the, the god of Ekron, um, Beelzebub. We'll get to that. And Isaiah fell down through a lattice in the upper chamber that was in Samaria. Read on. And was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub. Not the God of Israel. Not the God of Israel. So you've got to be careful who you're serving. Okay? You have to be careful because there are many gods around. Amen. And you can be doing something and it's not the God of Israel. And they went to inquire uh, of um, Beelzebub. Are you all reading? The God of Akron, whether I shall recover of this disease. Verse 3. But the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, He's coming back now. He's coming back to Tishbite. And these are some are going to be some of his last uh, uh, miracles and missions or so before he's taken away. And the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, The Tishbite, arise, go up. To meet the messengers of the king of Samaria. And say unto them. Is it not because there is not a God in Israel. That he go to inquire of Beelzebub the God of Akron. That was a question. Read on. Now therefore. Now therefore thus said the Lord. Thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up. But. Shall surely die. And Elijah departed. He just gave the message and left. Verse 6. And when the, when the messengers. Turned back unto him. He said unto them. Why are ye now. Turned back. You know they went back so fast. They didn't get to go to. Inquire of Beelzebub. So Elijah met them. And they went back to the king. He said how come you come back so fast. And they said. 
Verse what? Six? Come on. And they said unto him, There came a man up to meet us and said unto us, Go turn again unto the king that sent you and say unto him, Thus said the Lord, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Akron? Therefore thou shalt not come down from, the, from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. Do you understand how dangerous it is to serve any other God beside the Lord God of Israel? Oh yeah, we just take joke. Oh, it's okay. God's going to know. You're in for trouble when we do that. Okay? This guy just bypassed the God of Abraham and said to inquire from any God. He didn't care about the God of heaven. And we're living in a world right now that doesn't care. You think there's a fear of God anywhere in the world almost? Tell me where. Tell me the country that fear God today. That reverence God. That reach out and pray God. You have a hard time finding even homes. Even churches. We go to our programs. You know, we get there, we sing, we shout, we jump, we praise. But I'm talking about giving our hearts really to God and crying out to God. The God of Abraham. The true God. The living God. Amen. That's what we ought to cry out for. Do you know him today? I said, do you know him today? Are you crying out to him? Yeah? Jezebel didn't cry out to him. Ahab didn't cry out to him. Because a spirit of Jezebel, we'll get into all of that, got over into even the church in Thyatira. My God. What are we dealing with? But we are in the New Testament. But a spirit came over into the New Testament. What spirits are we dealing with today? And he said unto them, What manner of man was he which came up to meet you and told you these words? And I want to show you that these men, they knew about Elijah. And a lot of people know that there's God, there's a God that's alive. Because there's some men and women that are preaching the truth about God right now. So we are not left without a witness. But you think that we will turn? But here in verse, and they answered him. He was, and pay attention here. He was a hairy man, girt about with a girdle of leather and about his loins. And he said, he said, oh, I know him. The moment you told me that he doesn't have fancy clothes. The moment you told me that he doesn't shave, he doesn't hardly take maybe a bath. Uh, are you listening to me? He eats honey and locusts and wild honey. I know who that is. Oh, you got a, a, a reputation. That's him. He doesn't pull punches. You get that? The king know him. And Elijah was still around. But he never inquired. With all the miracles and the signs, they bypassed and when it was on their way to Be uh, Beelzebub. And God, well, how, is the, how is the change is coming? How is the change? You mean that we are going to go to God? No. It's God that's going to come to us. It's God that's going to find us. It's not let's go search for God. Where are you going to go? Tell me where you're going to find him. Get down on your knees and pray all day. You haven't found him. Doesn't mean you find him. If God doesn't come to us, if he doesn't draw us, 
we cannot run. He said, draw me and we will run after you. So you need to pray, oh God, look at me. I don't have a zeal. I'm lazy. Get me up to go to church. Help me. Touch me, Lord. Change me. Otherwise, you just continue and continue and you don't have the fear of God. No matter who preached, there's no fear of God. But this king knew. He said, that's Elijah. And when the Elijah's ministry come and confront the false prophets, they're going to know that's Elijah and that a prophet has been in Israel. A prophet has been in the church. And now we hear all over, Elijah is coming back. You heard that? And they answered him. He was an hairy man and girded with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, help me, help me, come on. Let's read it out loud. It is Elijah the Tishbite. Verse 9. Then the king sent unto him. This powerful now, you need to watch this. Because you talk about the Elijah ministry, I'll show you what, what, what I mean, how powerful it's going to be. How powerful it's going to be. Then the king sent unto him a captain of 50, with his 50. And he went up to him. And behold, he sat on the top of the hill. He wasn't running anywhere. Do you understand? This man that was running away now is not courage. God's going to make some ministry bold and with courage. And they're going to stand on the hill Mount Zion. They're not going to move. Somebody ought to shout right there. Okay. You think that God is, has forgotten the earth? The word of God is right on course. And he went up to him. And behold, he sat on the top of the hill. And he spake, that's the captain, unto him. Thou man of God. The king had said, come down. See, the king's word. Come on down. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50. Watch this. If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy 50. Brother, right away, zoom. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Are, are you telling me that a man of God and the anointed ministry that God's going to raise up is more powerful than weapons of war? Hmm? That you can't touch a man of God? There's going to be some mighty men of God whose faces are going to burn. And they're not afraid. That's powerful. Talk about the end, what's going to happen here. You don't know what's going to happen. You, you, you focus on COVID-19 and you, all of these other diseases and what's going on in the United States and around the world. And you're afraid to come to church. You're afraid to serve God. My Lord. Next verse is it. Verse 11 says, Again also he sent. You see this guy doesn't learn. He doesn't learn. You know some people? They don't learn. Again, they, they keep doing the same thing and expect a different answer result. And again he sent unto him. Another captain of 50 with his 50. 
And he answered and said unto him, O man of God, thus had the king said, Come down quickly, hurry up. <laughs> there's, there's a ministry that's not going to rush. It's not going to move for anybody. But they only move according to the leading of the Holy Ghost. You feel like shouting right there? Don't you feel like praising God? You feel like coming alive? How many feel like serving God today? My God. And the next verse. And Elijah answered said unto them. If. Are you with me now? If your signs and wonders and men. Your sons and daughters prophesy. Pour my spirit out. Upon your handmaidens. Come on. If I be, here's a, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. My, you talk about Mount Carmel. Hmm? God's going to do it. God's not at the mercy. The church is not at the mercy of the world. You don't have to feel sorry for the, for the church. You don't have to get excited. And we do silly things. Let God arise. And his enemies will scatter. <clears throat> you cannot stop God. God knows what he's doing. <clears throat> and he sent again. The captain of the third 50. Right? The third 50 with his 50. Read on. And the third captain went up and came and fell on his knees. See that? Are you understand what's going to change? Huh? How God is going to work? You see how God knows how to bring the church back to himself? Huh? I mean, when God killed Ananias and Sapphira, fear came upon the church. And God's going to send pestilence and signs and wonders. And the fear of God is going to come on the church. God is going to send uh, the uh, seals, the trumpets, the vials. He's going to pour out the wrath of God on the seed of the beast. What do you think God's going to do? Read it in the book. God is winning. God has never lost the battle. And he never had to turn away from his purpose or his plan. Nobody can change God. Nobody. And he sent again. Determined. You know a lot of people won't change? They keep pushing. But he sent again. The third. Fifty. With his fifty. And the third captain of 50 went up. By this he heard. How, would, how nervous would you be? How much would you be praying? When you know that you might not return. Because the other two didn't return. And you know you might not return. What are you going to do? When the judgment of God come upon the world and on the church. What are you going to do? The pandemic. A lot of people stay from church. But there's going to be a move of God. Where they will not stay away from church. They run to the church. Lockdown. We can't go to church. We have to wear masks. Don't touch distance. 
And we get all that care. But there's coming a fiery ministry. A fire ministry. That's going to cause people to run to the church. And look what they did. God's going to put the ministry back in order. Disrespect. You know we don't respect men of God. We don't have the fear of God. But this third one came up and he respected. The ministry. He respected the order. He respected the church. You can't throw off your little mouth and, and just uh, pout off and say all kind of stuff. You've got to reverence God. But here's what's going on. This is powerful. And he sent again a captain of the third 50 with his 50. And the third captain of the 50 went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah. And besought him and said unto him, Oh man, of God. You ever hear somebody, you ever hear somebody say, God told me to do it and ignore the man of God. You know, we got that spirit. And when the revival come, when the outpouring come, you're going to get back the spirit of reverence. It won't be God told me to do it. The king told me to do it. See, you'll have the respect. People have a respect in their heart for the men of God. Because your life. You say, oh, God wouldn't do that. But everything's are written a four times for our learning. God's going to do it. And you don't know, suddenly God's going to begin to do these things. Oh, when you say somebody, they say, let's have prophecy. We want to know what's going on. There's prophecies everywhere. All over. You look around what's going on. But people want something. They want to, they want to see the mountain shake. They want to see the earthquake. They want to see the fire and the wind. But what about the still small voice? It is finished. You want to see a move of God? There's a man of God that was standing on or sitting down on the, the mountain and he wasn't moved by who the king sent out. He doesn't move by what the governors or the government said. The church still burns with the fire of the Holy Ghost. The church still stands. God wants people like that. That will stand up. In the face of adversity. And preach the word of God. And the third captain. Of the 50 went up. And came and fell. On his knees before Elijah. And besought him. Broken. See the brokenness now. Broken. And said unto him. Oh man of God. I pray thee. Let my life. And the life of these. 50, thy servants be precious in thy sight. We're going to get back to God and say, Lord, remember the church. Precious. Let it be precious in your sight. You're going to tell God what we've suffered. All of this stuff. We're not going to go according to the world's command or the king's command or some organizational command. We're going to go back and find out what the word of God has to say. We're going to go back and find out how they treated men of God in the word of God. And he said, let my life be precious and the life of my men. Let the church be precious and the saints, Lord. What, what if the church begin to pray, Lord? Let all my saints be precious. Help us, Lord. Heal the disease. We need them. Heal that sickness. We need that child of God. It's not time for them to die. Are you listening to me today? Give a miracle, Lord. Send a miracle. And the doctor tells you that you're going to die in six months. And oh God, you know that's a precious child of God. The church won't go on very much without that child of God. They pay their time. They never cause trouble. 
Lord, they stand with the church. Look how long they've been in the church. 20 years or more. Let their lives be precious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to wake up and pray. We're not just going to pray every once in a while when we need a little handout like a candy bar from God. But we're going to cry out, Lord. That's a precious child of God. We're going to tell God that that person, I've been working in the church, love the church, don't cause trouble in the church, and we need that person, Lord. Let their life be precious, and God can postpone them. Are you not listening? You're not listening to me? God can postpone that decision of the doctor, or that decision in your body. Was it Ezekiah was about to die? And God, he prayed to God, turn his face to the wall, and God postponed it for what? 15 years. Oh, God is going to give, God can give you 15 more years or more. We're serving a living God. We're serving a great God. Oh, God, let this church, this little church, be precious. Let them be precious. You understand the feeling? When you see those saints of God as precious. They might not dress and look nice like you. They might not have enough like you. But precious in the eyes of God they are. And you cry to God and say let this church be precious. But you got to love the church. What do you love more than the church? I'm ashamed of my church you little You can't do that. The church, your church is the greatest thing in the city to you. I'm ashamed, ashamed of what? You love the very stones because this is where you hear a message like this. Are you listening now? I said, are you listening? Oh, I won't be ashamed when I go to heaven. But I'm ashamed to come to this little church and I'm ashamed to clap my hands. You're ashamed to clap your hands and you're ashamed to dance, right? For God. Well, I'm ashamed. I can't do that. But if it was the boogie woogie. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You'll be shaking your little. Boogie woogie, boogie boogie woogie. God, you look like a fool before the angels. But you rather that than dancing for the Lord. You can't dance for God. I don't know if you dance. I'm, you're not shy. Just change your music. Because you're not used to dancing for God. But Miriam did. And David did. And we will do it. And you get to the place that when you dance is only for Jesus. Oh, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not, you go ahead, go ahead. You're not, you're not, you're not responding to me. But when you dance, it should be for Jesus Christ. And somebody on the side of me said, I'm not dance for the world, I dance for Jesus. But break it, break it, break it. Everybody look at me. And then after that, you go, oh, Jesus, forgive me. That's hypocrisy.
Amen. Pretty, pretty quiet, eh? I know. Pretty quiet. Church. Pretty quiet. And he looked around and said, this is all that God has. Oh, man of God, come on down. No. It's, oh, man of God, please pray for me. This church is so precious. I love the church. I love the work of God. You see people falling out and slain under the power of God. What are you going to do with this church? If this church wasn't here, what would you do? This ought to be the most precious. So when somebody like Jordan comes in, he said, I love this place. Are you listening? You look out there and around, and this church means more than anything to you. You love the flowers. So you put water in it. You clean it up. You rake it up. If you never take up a little leaves or rake something, you're missing. Well, I'm too good to clean the church. You, So you'll be too good to be in the kingdom. There's nobody too good. You're lying to yourself. There's nobody too good to dust and to vacuum and to keep this church clean. But you love God. You delight to do the will of God. Let me begin to close. And he sent again a captain. Don't you like this verse? It's one of the greatest verse. And with 50 and the third captain. I'd like to be like this man. He's exalted in position. But yet he's humble. He has a message. He don't always do it. Or say like the world says. Government says. And the third captain, you know, never did it like what grandpa did. Grandma did. He heard from God. The third captain heard from God. Are you hearing from God in closing? And came and fell on his knees before God. What a spirit. That's where we have to get to for God to move. High and cocky and exalted. Can't be spoken to. Can't be taught. Can't be instructed. Oh king. Come on. Man of God. You Are you the man of God? Come on down. The king wants you. Who's speaking? The captain. But God got a man that's greater than all the captains of Israel. And there's going to be a ministry that's greater than all of the things that you see going on. Let me go on and say. The captain. Read with me. Of the fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and besought him. The reason why I'm going over because I want you to have this spirit. That tender, soft spirit. You see that? When you when you're doing something for God, don't have that cocky, exalted spirit. Humble thyself. Under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you. He said, he fell on his knees before Elijah and besought him and said. Unto him, O oh, man of God, I pray thee. Oh, and the tears coming down his face. Are you saying, can you just imagine? He said, let my life be precious. I want to live. You need to come to God and say, God, I want to be in the kingdom. Like the thief on the cross, remember me. When you're coming to your kingdom. A brokenness. Something got to touch you. Oh, God, remember me. I'm a sinner. I've failed. I make mistakes. I shouldn't have done it that way. And I messed up, Lord. But I don't want to do it the way that everybody does. The other two went up. But I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to follow their, their ways. 
I want to find the way of God. I want to go back to the. Listen. Uh, Elijah is to turn the hearts of the um, children back to the fathers. And he was a man that was turned by Elijah ministry back to God. They never follow what the king said. And there's a ministry that's not going to follow what the king says. But they're going to get down on their knees and cry out to God. Oh God, we've sinned. We've gone astray. Our fathers have led us astray on our king. But Lord, will you turn us back to you? And let our, let our lives be precious in your sight. Let our lives be precious. Elijah will come. Malachi said, we'll get there. And turn their hearts back to God. How is he going to do it? There's going to be burning. Malachi said, there's going to be fire. God is going to wash the sons of Levi with uh, what? Fuller soap, refiner's fire. God knows what he's doing. And God's got a washing unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood. There's going to be a washing because we've been dirtier. The church is dirtier. God's going to wash you. you. You think you can hide? Go ahead and hide. Whither can I flee from his presence? But there's going to be a searching ministry. Where men and women are going to cry out and say, Oh God, let this church be precious in your sight. People are backsliding and leaving and love the world. They come to church in church. They're dead. They can't even praise God. They fall asleep. They chew gum. They look at their... their hmm? They can't even stay awake. Oh God, stir our hearts. Don't let us die. Don't let us die spiritually. Let our lives be precious. They're going to cry out. A ministry that's going to cry because the church has been dead. Dying. One after another dying. A man of God going to rise up and say, Oh God, let the church. The church that you shed your blood for. Your son died. He died for us. Let our lives be precious. He knelt down. Look at that. And he prayed. Oh man of God. He said. He didn't go up with swords. Like the others and weapons. He goes up with a prayer. The prayer that can shake mountains. Remove barriers. Divide sea. He said please Lord. Please oh man of God. I pray thee, let my life and the life of these 50 thy servants. Notice or no, they were not the servant of the king. There's going to be a people there that you might have worked on a job, but you're not the servant. You have only one master. You only have one master. But who's your master on Monday? Is Jesus your master only on Sunday? I don't hear you. I, I said I don't hear you. Is he your master every day? Let my life be precious in your sight. And in my men, my congregation, see a pastor praying? Not only me and my wife and my son John and us four and no more. But let my life be precious. The life of the saints of God. 
refresh us. Next verse. In thy sight. And behold, there came fire down from heaven. You, you're going back to, I wonder. Yeah, oh. Uh, and burnt up the two captains of the former 50s. He's, he's telling them what happened with their 50s. Therefore, let my life now be precious in thy sight. I don't come with weapons of war. I'm not here under the king's commandment. You see that at church? But Lord, I'm under the covering of the Holy Spirit. I saw what you did back there. Amen. Burn up those two captains and their 50s. But no, I come to you, Lord. I throw my weapons down. That's what we're going to do. We're going to throw down the weapons of our warfare. Amen. And throw them down, which is not carnal. But we're going to pick up mighty armors of God. That's what he just did. Amen. He threw away. He was a soldier, but he threw it away. And that's what's going to happen. He's going to cause the weapons of war to cease to the ends of the earth. And men will fall down and bow down before Almighty God. Because God's going to burn up all of these. Next verse. And the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, go down with him. Be not afraid of him. And he arose and went down with him unto the cave. And he said unto him, Thus said the Lord, For as much as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron, is it not because there is no God in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore thou shalt not come down off the bed on which thou art gone up, but shall surely die. So he died. Look at that. So he died according to the word of the Lord, which Elijah had spoken. And Jehoram reigned in his stead in the second year of Jehoram. Those names are so close. The son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because he had no son. Now now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah, which he did, are they not written in the books of the Chronicles? You can go to Chronicles and find it. Of the kings of Israel. Amen. And God bless you. And I hope. That's what. Chapter. Uh, one. Of second Kings. And I hope you got blessed today. And that like sister Marina. That word will get down in your heart. And said oh God. Let my life be precious. You'll pray for the church. And said let it be precious. In your sight. And send the Elijah ministry back where hearts will be turned to God. Amen. Praise God. Amen.